Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. What's going on, Coach Luca? Back with the Vigor Life Podcast, and today I feel uh, is it's actually one bec- that that I decided to do because of I always tend to just go in the direction of things that are either happening in my life from a standpoint of me coaching uh, my own business slash life or conversations that I have. And um, and like I said, because I always try to share on a podcast, just real life, I would say, uh, real time stuff that's going on, uh, right? Rather than, uh, I mean, sometimes like stuff will come up and I'm like, hey, this is a great topic that I should discuss because it's coming up a lot. But um, today I wanted to go through how to get through any tough time in business. Uh, and actually, a lot of this is going to relate to if you're going through a tough time in life. Because I, I think the first thing that you know you may think is, well, I don't have a business. Well, it, 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 it doesn't matter, right? I mean, think career, think uh, personal things. Because I'm going to sprinkle in like overcoming, I would say, uh, personal struggles and obstacles as well. And First of all, you know, not only like overcome it, but come out on the other side in the best shape possible. And uh, best shape possible to me means winning. <laughs> uh, and you know, when I mean winning, it just means like, look, new levels, new devils. You, you know, you learn a lesson. You come out on the other side. You grow. Obviously, you're gonna hit another thing. And and you know, I really kind of think about it this way. Like, there's only there's two type of businesses. You know, those that have had tough times. And those that are going to have tough times. And that doesn't mean that I'm a negative Nancy whatsoever. But if you've been in business for a, a, you know, a long time, uh, any amount of kind of decent time, like you know, like tough times come and go, right? And you've heard the saying, tough times come and go, tough people don't, uh, uh, but, or tough people stay. But the, the whole point of it is that you know, you're gonna run into things, whether it's external, whether it's internal. Um, and, you know, generally tough times relate to things like, I, I was saying business a lot of times, like money dramas, uh, a lack of business, um, clients that go, you know, if, if, if you have a business that's uh, B2B and a client goes broke and a um, combination of the two internal, I, I would say that, you know, the cause of that many a times is an inside out internal thing. Um, but that's some of the things we're going to talk about, just the principles to overcome those things, right? Uh because the key is what do we need to do to survive them and what do we need to do to thrive? Now, I've experienced a lot of tough times in business and I've also helped a lot of businesses get through t- tough times as well. And when I, when I talk about that, like for me, my professional basketball career was, you know, was business essentially. Um, and I'd say like it, it's, it started there because I definitely experienced a lot of tough times there. Uh, and I, I, I bust my ass, but you know, there was a couple of years and I think I've shared this before, uh, where like one, one year, basically I, you know, played a whole season, didn't get play, paid four or five months and then had to kind of legally, you know, work on getting some of that money. There was another year, like I said, because, you know, pro basketball, a lot of times, like on paper, things can look good, but it doesn't mean that you're going to get paid. Sometimes the sponsors don't pay and then the team doesn't have money and then you're playing for and practicing four or five hours a day for free, essentially, just, you know, hoping to make to get the money. And so 
like that's all real shit you know and then you kind of go through this process of like man what do i do next where do i go next um and so that was a uh i would say one of the you know parts of tough tough times in business that i really had to overcome and think through and and, and so on and so forth because once again sport is business uh and and even before that so the number one thing that you have to recognize okay and because it's very easy to go into um into a spiral right and like if i look at the last 13 years of you know having a gym counting sylvania where we've ran into stuff uh, in, in both locations, like in the Sylvania locations where our TIs went like 120 grand over. Um, I had to fund some money there and so on and so forth. You know, in the US where for many different reasons from, you know, uh, coaches taking clients, doing unethical things, uh, losing massive amounts of, you know, recurring revenue uh, from switching locations, having to infuse more money than we thought, uh, to internal shifts and you know four or five coaches leaving in a two two month span i mean i'm sure like if for anybody that's had a business for a long period of time you kind of you know gone through this and and when you have things like that happen it's very easy to get into a spiral and what i mean by into a negative spiral like shit happens and you go you end up having like the woe is me moment right or you get down you get angry you get frustrated you get sad right? All normal emotions. And you, you have to be careful. It's same thing in life, right? Same thing when shit happens in life. And so you have to be careful about starting to focus on the problem so much, right? So think about it. Uh, you know, so in, in my scenario, coach, coach leaves, takes up a, a, a number of clients or something like that. And then you go like, why did that happen? You know, what did I do? Uh, how are we going to like, you keep following the trail of the negativity, Right. And there's no solution there, right? What, what it tends to do a lot of times is freeze you, right? You're just, you're frozen your steps. You're kind of just like, uh, you know, sedated, numb. And that's the number one thing. So point number one when it comes to turning things around is don't make things worse by doing nothing, right? So whenever you see a, a, a problem or a disaster looming, the single most important thing to do is take action, Right? And like I said, sometimes you can be like a deer in the headlights, right? Not quite believing what's going on, just frozen on the spot. So the problem is, the problem is that if we don't leap into action, things will always get worse and they'll get worse quickly because you're already seeing and feeling the trajectory of where things are going, right? So it's, and this could be something that's related, you know, related to your life too. Think about your health, think about finances, right? Like you get into debt, like, and you freeze and you start ignoring it, Right. You, you don't look at your bank accounts. You don't, you don't look at the cause of what's going on. Same thing with your health. It, it will only get worse. And it's kind of like that law of the slight edge. And in this case, a lot of times, it goes a lot faster than, than the slight edge, right? It, if you don't change something, nothing changes. Sounds very cliche. Sounds very, I would say, uh, you know, like, oh, Luca, I, 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 I knew that. But you have to catch yourself because at times when shit goes wrong, the tendency, like I said, you think about fight, flight, or freeze, many people, uh, you know, fly away, <laughs> remove themselves, ignore, or they freeze. Um, and they don't fight, like I said, let alone, let alone fight consciously with a focused plan. Uh, so that's number one is don't make things worse by doing nothing. Like you got to take action, right, to get yourself out of where you are.
Number two is dealing with facts, not fiction. Okay. In the middle of a tough time, it's really easy to, to, to start freaking out based on, you know, what could be or what should be, right? Oh, it should be like this. I don't know why it's, this is happening. I worked hard or I was really nice to this person or whatever it may be, right? It, and you have to deal with what actually is. Right, it's it's imperative to get all the information about what's going on, and only deal with the facts re- regardless of what's going on in your head. And I've I've learned this over time because it's so easy to get you know once again when you let your emotions take over, all of a sudden you become that emotional person and you're making decisions based off emotion, <laughs> and that's that that's never going to lead you into the direction you want to go. So I'm all, I, all, even with conversations with people, I always state the facts first, right? And then I will say, well, this is how I feel about those facts, but here's the facts. So an example, like a friend of mine was like, man, look, I don't understand like why this is going on. It should, it should be like this. This is what they should have offered, right? Let's just, let's just say that he was selling something, but, and he didn't get the offers that he wanted. He's like, no, this is what they should have offered. And I was like, look, man, like the fact is you didn't get that offer. These were the only offers that you got which means that the market doesn't believe that it's worth that. Yeah, but it is, in my opinion. And I was like, see, that's the problem, in your opinion. But we're, you're, once again, you're dealing with emotion, right? Because everybody feels like their stuff is worth more. If you guys seen that study on, uh, they gave people, uh, it was coffee cups, right? And a coffee cup was, I think, like three bucks or something. And then... When they, when they had a person sell it to somebody else, they sold it for like 10 bucks or nine bucks and wanna, wouldn't want to let it go. Just because they owned it, they felt it was worth more. It was a very interesting study. But that's what happens like in selling businesses, houses, a lot of times. I'm not saying all the time, but it's that whole like, I put a lot, for, give you an example, right? You go like, I put a lot of work into this, blood, sweat, and tears. I, I sacrificed a lot. So I, you know, I, I feel I deserve X, Y, Z. But if the market and the facts are not going to, you know, support that, then it's, you got to deal with reality. And so you got to deal with facts, not fiction. Um, so most of the things that we worry about never actually happen. So don't let your imagination get ahead of, you know, reality of the situation. Because it's going to be a good or a bad thing. You know what I mean? The, 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 the reality is you got to come back to the truth and deal with that. And base your decisions off that and make a path and a plan off that versus the stories, right? And I keep coming back to these stories, like the narrative in, inside of your head um, that, you know, and, and like I said, when it comes to personal life, man, that's, you know, same thing. What is the narrative? Like the narrative a lot of times is like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm not enough. I don't deserve this. Well, we got to change that narrative, right? And then you got to, and you got to match the action to the new narrative, okay? Number three, when it comes to turning things around, is always cement your relationship with your existing clients um, or if, or customers. Like I said, I, I distinguish client and customer because to me, client is means to be under someone's care. And, um, and for, for us at, at Vigor, that's definitely, I would say, the way that we approach things. Um, but in a weirdly ironic way, when times are tough, Many businesses actually stop servicing existing and loyal customers. And I, I can actually, I mean, I can raise my hand and say that's happened 
to me before too when I've gotten into tough times or something you know I would say shocking and dramatic happened and drastic happened and you're so thrown off by it that the people that matter most like you don't you know you don't consciously not serve them that to your best ability but because you're thrown off you just don't show up right and and remember that a depressed mood descends on the business and this in turn affects customer service, right? That's why businesses in this negative space lose far more customers than they should, which of course only makes things worse, right? So <laughs> once again, you, like you affect, right? Uh, I think Martin was the one that was, gave me that like visual of a picture. You poop down, you know, your culture. So imagine if the person up top, you know, they're passing down, uh, the values, the energy, uh, the positivity or negativity or whatever it may be. And it's like, it kind of like the poop keeps going down. So if you think if there's a bird on the top and poops on other birds, right? They poop on other birds and like triangle. Um, so that was always the visual that made me think about it. Like, hey, who's, you know, who's the person that's transferring this energy and sharing like what type of, I would say, not only values, message, uh, actions, behaviors are you sharing down with others because it transcends from, like I said, leadership to management teams to, you know, to, like I said, to the team, to then your clients. And so that's why it's so important to really double, triple down on your existing clients and make things the best that they're ever been when, when shit is going tough, which is, which is, you know, sometimes it may seem counterintuitive because you're trying to run around externally uh, looking for solutions, but that's not where you're going to find them, right? So now is the time to build bulletproof relationships with each and every client you're fortunate enough to have, right? You need to be communicating with your clients, engaging with them, finding out what's going on in their world, and most importantly of all, becoming very clear on what those clients need from you, right? And um, something that I, I recently kind of took a note on that I love that's like that, you know, when it comes to building a successful and iconic business, and you know what, any relationship, it's about promise and performance. Think about those two P's, promise and performance. What I mean by that is, like, we live in a world right now that, you know, what people promise usually doesn't match, right? Um, because And in this marketing, like, because you're, it's, it's a, like now we try to break through the white noise of marketing by promising more or promising, I would say, you know, uh, a lot. And if you don't live up to the promise, that means you didn't meet expectations. When you don't meet expectations, that's not a satisfied customer, let alone a raving fan, which is what we, we, we want to shoot for, right? And once again, I speak from experience of, you know, fucking up a lot of things to to understand this because pain helps you understand a lot better. And so there's that, there's the promise and then there's performance. Performance just literally means like, hey, were you able to help them do the things that they wanted to do? Like results, performance equals results, right? So promise and performance. Are you promise, are you, do, are you delivering what you promise and is the performance and results what they envisioned? Of course, there's a lot of parameters there, but like that's what number three is like cementing your relationship with your existing clients and making things as good as possibly, making making sure that they're heard and getting them the results, but really deepening that connection. Number four is use this situation to rethink your business. I mean, look, tough times are crossroads in, in, in our businesses and they provide an opportunity to make hard decisions about what is working and what's not, 
right? I mean, and what better time to stop and really reflect on your business and make the changes deep down you know you need to make. And I can tell you like right now we're going through a phase where, you know, changes need to be made. And and once again, uh, uh, another really good, great book is like, uh, especially this, this is more, I would say of a book. If you have been in business for at least three to four years, uh, I'm not saying like, don't read the book otherwise. Cause it has a lot of great insights anyways. Um, but th- this is the book that I could recommend to people because it's what got you here. Won't get you there. Um, and what I mean by that is like, you'll even read like, why do a lot of times, uh, you know, the, 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 the visionaries that started companies end up getting, you know, drop down from their CEO's position to let, you know, they, they get let go, still own the company to, in some ways, but they get let go because it, they can't have the same mindset or the same, uh, like even skill sets, right. They have to change as the company grows and they can't do the same things that got them from one place to the, you know, you, from A to B is not going to work going from B to C. And, and, you know, it's, it's like the startup company that went from, you know, zero to a couple million and then it gets to 100 million or 150 million. There's hundreds of employees, a completely different operation structure, so on and so forth. That person may not be able to run it. Or I would even say like the company has to change certain things to be able to grow. Right. And that's the whole premise of like what got you here won't get you there. We're in a phase of where, you know, in the last two, three months, I've really been thinking through and, and, and going like, Hey, how do we get there to that next level? And we're making changes. Um, and this is, you know, when shit, when shit is not like going right, that's the best time to rethink and make the changes. Right. Number five is also like it, which is, is interconnected. It's, t- it's time to get out and chase business. It's time to, f- you got to go on offense. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually this, this idea of offense, um, with, a with my business coaching uh, mentorship program uh, on the call the other day. And we were discussing, you know, somebody asked about like competition moving in the area. There's a lot of it. And, you know, I, I, I came back to this, like you got to play offense, right? What I mean by playing offense is that if you focus, like you got to focus on your values, on your plan, on what you do great. Because if you start playing to me, defense is going like, oh man, the, the gym down the street has a, a swimming pool. Fuck, what do we do about that? Or a basketball court, right? That's not what we do. But the point of it is that you start going, looking at everything that they do and you start playing defense, right? And and I don't think that's a great strategy. Like, I think there's there's points in time when you play defense as far as like when it comes to cash flow and operations and being smart about that, sure. But otherwise, like as far as your plan, you go into offense, Right. And when and when times are hard, you got to go even more in offense. What I mean by that chasing business, right? Just just as we can stop servicing our clients during tough times, business development can also grind to a halt. And we all you know, know that that spells disaster. Right. So as hard as it may be, when times are tough, you have to ramp up your business development and push through hard times. Right. Winning a few you know projects or getting a few big clients or like I said, uh uh, a marketing campaign and executing it. So that's that, that creates growth and, or just finding some new clients. 
and it might prove easier than you think and will go a long way. And the kicker is that'll make you feel better because it builds confidence. And it goes back to that number one thing. Like you don't want to stand still. Right? And it's the same shit in life. Like you don't want to stand still because if you get those wins, the wins give you confidence. They give you momentum. So you got to go, you got to get those wins, but you got to chase that business. You got to get after it. Right. And, um, and like, I'm the, you know, I'll, I'll be the first person to say like, Hey, it's all about attracting business, right? But what I mean by chase business is like, you got to go make shit happen, right? You can't stand, like even, you know, like I said, if it's ever been a tough time, I'll give you the gym, uh, I'll give you the gym business as a, as a scenario, obviously, because that's what I'm in. But, um, you know, we're good at like marketing, right? With uh, whether it's social media marketing, ads, storytelling, story brand, like all those different things. Like, you know, I've, I've studied a ton of and we do well with it. But when you, like when, when you want to, grow and, and just in general like you got to go out like shake hands kiss babies and what i mean by that is like what you, you have to be willing to go and network do jvs and and go locally like we're about to launch a small business transformation challenge that i'm really excited about that's gonna uh, it's gonna be like the market of small small businesses in renton and helping them you know because we're gonna do a, a, a promo offer for them for their business to bring in all their employees and we're gonna have a little challenge and whatnot right but like I'm going to go out to, you know, hundreds of businesses and like literally go talk to people, right? Like you have to be willing to go out and chase. You can't, you know, because I see people going like, man, times are tough. And, you know, I'm just here like typing away, like running these ads. And it's like, man, like you got, have you put on a seminar, right? Have you put on a challenge? Are you doing charity events? Are you going out there and like doing stuff at other places and doing lunch and learns and doing seminars at other places? Like there's so many things that you can do, but you got to go out and chase it. Like you have to shift that mindset from, from like, oh no, you know, and, and just like typing away, nothing's working, right? It's, it's a different, it's a different mindset as far as getting after it, okay? The next one, and, and, and let me touch on that last thing that I said about building wins, okay? Not only do I like, like getting quick wins, will it help you? I need you to acknowledge them and I need you to write them down. Right. Because it's like if you go through a day and you go like, man, you know, and, and you're going through a really tough time. But at the end of the day, you go like, man, son, signed up one new client, uh, set up two new strategy sessions, got a lunch and learn at, uh, across the street, a local business on nutrition, uh, you know, uh, launching ads on Friday. And we revamped the landing page uh, and tweaked some stuff up. And we believe it's going to be a better offer. Right. Win, 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 win. You feel better about those wins and it gives you confidence. It's strategic confidence. Okay. From there, number six is be careful whom you spend your time with. Now, like I've had a whole podcast on, you know, who you surround yourself with, but, but, but one of my, one of, one of the things that I love that I've, I've heard from mentors is that if you lay down with dogs, you get up with fleas, right? It's, it's, it's old school, but it's more important than ever to avoid the, the harbingers of doom. <laughs> Those people are negative all the time. They only ever focus on what they haven't got as opposed to what they have and so on and so forth, right? Like they direct their negativity. It's almost always seeing the worst side of things, right? And um, you, you don't want to let yourself get caught up in a negativity vortex, which is what I started, uh, said at the beginning. But now it's like who you surround yourself with and the places that you go. And I mean, the things that you look at, like I said, whether it's, you know, watching the news, 
That's a fucking negativity vortex, right? And then you surround yourself with people, negativity vortex. And if you're already like in this place where it's a lot easier to trigger the negativity in you, man, you got to be even more conscious to get away from that shit, right? Keep away from people who are like this and find the positive, proactive, energetic business owners who are too busy getting on with, with it to get caught up with the misery brigade, right? And we, I would also say like people that challenge you positively, right? It's a big difference between negativity and challenging you, pushing you to be better, and same thing, like in, in your personal life, same thing. Like you're going through tough shit, man, do not surround yourself with people that, are, that, that will uh, fuel it. Or, you know, there's one thing to, to, to be surrounded by people that are empathetic and understanding or, or people that like kind of put fuel on the fire. Yeah, like my life sucks too. Oh man, like let's just go out for drinks, like, right? And you get this into this neg- negative spiral and you're like, hold up, man, like, Sure, I feel more comfortable with this person because they, their life is also like in a shitty place. But now we're just doing it together, right? And both spiraling into a worse place. If, you know, don't do that, right? Remove yourself from that. And you guys have heard like me talk about the crabs in a the bucket theory, right? Like when a crab tries to get out the bucket, you don't even even top because as soon as they get to the top, another crab pulls them back down. That's how misery works. That's how negativity works, right? Somebody that lives in a negative space is going to pull you back into that. Well, in business, it's the same thing. This is why, like, you know, many a times you're going through tough times and you got to surround yourself with business groups and masterminds and having to call like positive environments that will help you see through this, right? Number seven is be prepared to try new. Um, when what you're doing isn't working, it just makes sense to try something different. Now, this may sound logical, but I've watched so many businesses slowly go and and go bust essentially and simply because they kept doing the same thing and like all the way to the end, right? All the way to the end. And there's a big difference whether, you know, you have a thing that's good and it just isn't executed properly or isn't marketed properly or you don't have the right people. But if you have fixed those things and worked on those things and it, and it hasn't worked, man, like then, like you're not gonna just go down with the, with the ship, you know what I mean? You need to get on the lifeboat and go to another ship and take over that ship <laughs> or some shit. But you know, that's what I mean by, by new. We have to be prepared to do new things, try ideas out of the comfort zone and look, you know, and look to others for advice that have been there and done that. So, um, you know, with that said, like we live like right now, you know, in, a, in an era where things are changing like fast. Um, and you have to be, that doesn't mean that you should just, you know, throw shit at a wall and see if it sticks. No, not at all. Like these are all, I would say, educated decisions, right? But you have to be creative and, and innovate and improve at all times. Like where in the past you could go for 10 years, you know, it's like if you were known and you did well in business, you go for 10 years and, and not do, you know, make any changes and people still do business with you. Cause it's like, oh man, those people are great. Like now that's not, that's not the case. Like now it's like, if you fall asleep for two years and not getting better personally development, improving your, your skill set and your art, and your competence in what you do, man, you're behind. Right. And, and, um, I forgot what the number was, but it's like, you know, in the last 15 years that the hundreds of fortune 500 companies are not, are not fortune 500 companies anymore. Not only that, they don't even exist anymore. Right? They don't even exist anymore. And they're saying that in the next decade, 
there's going to be more companies switching to Fortune 500 than ever, like hundreds, right? Because you could be at the top of your game and, uh, you know, especially in maybe a, a, a technology market, you know, some, some new innovation comes in that just makes some, somebody else obsolete, right? Or I know people that had, you know, $100 million businesses and they were all driven through Google traffic and, you know, Google would change the algorithm and their business would go, like, be literally gone overnight, almost, right? And so when you think about that, it means that you have to be willing to do new. And new could mean a lot of things, you know, more, more than we can even cover in today's podcast, but definitely it means innovation, creativity, turning things around, switching things around, right? Thinking new ways how to put it together. So you have to be willing to be prepared to do that, all right? And this is another place where like, if you're a, if you're like, man, I don't know even where to go with this stuff. I mean, that's where you, that's where you seek mentoring. That's where you seek somebody that's been there, done that, still doing it, right? Number eight is invest in your business. So this is the very, obviously, contrary to belief, um, you know, most of the time people hold back. Now, this, once again, this is like something that I could talk about more because you don't want to be dumb with spending money, okay? There's a big difference between this where you just go like, ah, we're just going to throw all this money at it. No, but like you have to be, you have to, this is the best time to invest in your business, right? It's time to give the outside, you know, uh, if you got a building, the outside coat, of paint, upgrade the website, come up with a new corporate image, uh, you know, train your team, invest in new technology, really anything else that will make your business look more impressive and run more impressively. And when I say look more impressive, I mean, from a standpoint of like marketing, we actually will, you know, bring in new clients. And like that could be everything from redoing um, your marketing, right? And going with something more, you know, story brandish and and more clear. And like I said, hey, if, if you turn around your website instead of getting four leads a month, you got 10. I mean, that could be a game changer, right? And you just made one thing different. But guess what? That's going to take an investment of time, money, energy, right? Um, I mean, I've got people that are like, man, I've never done paid ads, but we got to grow, right? We must grow. I'm like, man, do paid ads. (laughs) I mean, be smart with them, but like, I mean, you're not using a tool that could get you and generate a whole number of leads. You know, there's been businesses that, then they start doing that. It's like, holy shit, like I can actually get ads on demand. I mean, can get leads on demand and turns their business around. So, you know, you get, you have to invest like somewhere or another. And sometimes at the beginning, it can't even be, you know, cause once again, like do you, if you're, if you're in massive debt, do you go into even a more massive debt? I don't know. That's, that's a tough question. Cause it depends on the business, individual business. And like, those are some of the things that, you know, I look into and go over with, with different businesses, but you got to invest in your business. Number nine is you got to invest in yourself, right? Just because I believe that it's important time to invest in your business. It's also an important time to invest in yourself, probably even more so because the business will most of the time do as you do, right? You, like the business can't grow if you don't grow. Now there's a point, there's a point in time where, where, where that happens, right? There's a point in time where you become a really big company and uh, you know, you step down as, you know, and you're in the board of directors and there's a COO and a team is running stuff and stuff like there is, there's certainly a time where that can happen. Um, but in general, like as you're building the business, if you don't grow, the business won't grow. If you get stuck in growth, usually the business will get stuck in growth. Um, so this means new, like learning new skills through books, seminars, online training, mentoring, coaching. I mean, really whatever it takes. And that means you got to invest time and money. Um, 
you know, a lot of times it's actually also in personal development. It's, it's getting kind of insights on maybe like where you're going wrong, right? What the bottleneck is. Because I like to say it's like it's, it's hard to read the label from inside the bottle. And you're inside the bottle, right? Remember, you're, it's your business. <clears throat> you're inside the bottle of that business. So you can't read the label. So it's good to have somebody come from the outside and go like, hey, look, you know, you got blinders on. Here's what I see. Here's some opportunities that you may, may not see. But that nine is, is crucial, investing in yourself. Number 10 is find someone to mentor you through challenging times, right? If, if, if you have someone that you admire and respect and you know has been through a similar challenge, like why not reach out and ask for help? And, you know, be totally honest with them. Tell them the problem, exactly how bad it is and what help you need. And they can't be expected to take on your problem, but having them to talk to and to offer advice on how they're going through their own challenges could just prove to be invaluable. And this can be now. And, and once again, like, look, I'm, I'm big on mentoring. I've been in mentoring and coaching for, you know, 12, 13 years. Um, I've had my own mentorship coaching program for over six and it, that's invaluable. But even on a level of, you know, locally, maybe you have a client, maybe you have a friend that's a very, very good at business and has been successful and you can ask them for help. And you'd be surprised at how many people will, will uh, give you a lending hand. Now, like you have to be careful about just expecting them to like, you know, coach you uh, nonstop and, you know, for free and whatnot. But like, hey, like you can't get help if you don't ask for help. And this is this is key in every area of life, not just business, like personally, when you're going through shit, you know, to be able to go and be vulnerable. And remember, like to be vulnerable means you have courage. And I, I always respect and admire people that are going through tough stuff and ask for help. Uh, it's, it was one of the hardest things for me to learn how to do. And when I did it, it was a big breakthrough in my own life, right? Like just getting over the hump that asking for help means weakness, that I'm weak, I'm a failure if I do it. Um, that, you know, and, and that was the story for me for a long time. You know, like I'll, I'll push through it, I'll muscle through it, I'll do it on my own, right? Like, and, and many times that's what we're taught, especially men are taught those things, which are, which are not true, right? So find someone to mentor you through challenging times. Like I said, if, you know, if you can make an investment, great. Um, there's definitely people that can help you and mentor you and guide you even without, I would say, like a massive financial investment because they may be in your network, right? Um, 11 is learn from experience. So, it, I mean, obviously this is as cliche, as cliche as it gets, right? But most business owners are really good at beating themselves up for, think, for things that go wrong, but there really isn't much to be achieved from this, period. Like, you know, like beating yourself up after the fact, it, it doesn't do anything. It's far better to take a step back and learn from the experience, right? What would you do differently next time? What were the clues that you should have picked up on, you know, if you could go back? Like, what, should, what you know, because that the thing is that insight will help you in spotting those clues the next time. You have to be aware of them first. What are you going to do to make absolutely uh, certain that this never happens again, right? Like, what are those things? You... Once again, if you don't reflect, I have to pause there for a second because, so if, if you don't reflect, right, it means that the next time around, it can, it can and most likely will repeat itself, right? Like you have to have awareness of what triggered this so that you have massive awareness of it not happening again. Like that's very, very key. Um, and while I'm finishing off with this, I, I want, I want to give a couple of kind of bonus 
thoughts around this, around turning things around in your life and turning things around in your business. Um, One is that this this will kind of seem counterintuitive, right? But quit searching for answers. And what I mean by that is like, look, there are none. Actually, let me rephrase that. There are no answers that don't come from one of three places. Education, experience, and introspection. They're the source of all learning. And when I say education, I mean real education. Uh, like experience means working in the real world. And, int- and what I mean real education is like, you know, you could, you could, you could, you might've thought school, but Hey, if I want to go learn something, I mean, if it's marketing, Hey, I might do a marketing course. I might read a ton of books on marketing and then start applying that. Right. Like where do I get the knowledge from the best of the best on the thing that I want to get better at? Experience just means working in a real world. And introspection means sitting quietly and listening to yourself, right? So those are the, those are the, the places that you're going to get answers, okay? Because, um, and <laughs> notice I didn't say, and I, I'm not against blogs whatsoever, actually, but I, I didn't say blogs. A lot of it, a lot of the answers lie in the work. And I've shared this before, like purpose is not found, purpose is forged. Forged means you got to work, right? You got to work on it, period. And focus on doing what matters. And so th- th- this is one of the key things that like, you know, to investigate your current like life and your days. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll start with business and go into a little bit of a personal side of things here. But like when you look at your day, most people go through it and they're just accustomed to a pattern of, of, of living. When I say focus on, on only doing what matters, right? If you want to look at uh, it in a broad sense, you need, you need to figure out what matters most in life and focus on doing just that, right? So for instance, if in most cases, like people don't focus enough on in personal life on relationships, right? Like, like improve, improving social life and relationships would make their life much better. Improving, uh, uh, focusing on their health would make their life much better. In business, I've talked about the concept of whispers and screams, right? Whispers are busy work that doesn't do anything or change anything, right? Once you zoom out, you're like, that didn't make a change. Screams are things that really make a difference in your business. Developing your team, right? Meaning caring and helping them improve. Like that's a big scream. Marketing, like quality marketing that generate, generates leads. That's a big scream. Sales, like remember businesses live and die by sales. That's a big scream. Delivering the service and the promise and performance to your clients. So delivering what's promised, those are screams, right? So when you look at your day, that's the things that you want to focus on, right? And you want to eliminate pretty much anything that doesn't, that doesn't focus on that, right? You want to eliminate anything that, that focus on that. And so the question comes back down to, you know, assessing like your day, assessing your life and shifting things around. Okay. So those were 11 points with a couple of bonuses, but hopefully it gives you introspect because once again, you cannot expect to be in business for a long, long time and, you know, not prepare for hard times. Right, because they're gonna happen. It's almost like looking today, right? The economy on paper is doing great, um, or or pretty good. I don't watch the news too much, so you know, 
excuse me if I'm not completely on point, but the whole point is like, we're in a good place as far as, as that goes. Now, in the next year, two, three, who knows, right? There's going to be a recession, most likely. Maybe not three, maybe five, maybe four, who knows, right? But at some point in time, it's coming, right? And to, to believe that it's not going to happen is, is pretty crazy. So you have to put yourself in the best position. And you know, you have to know that tough times are going to come. And even when they do, the lessons that I shared today, if you get good at them and they become principles and understandings in your life, guess what? You're going to be better off. I would even say it's like, hey, it's better to be prepared for those things, right? It, it, like you should, you should even right now know shit's going to happen and put yourself in the best position for when it does, right? I would say this is the equivalent to, you know, when we coach fitness, when we coach nutrition, when we coach um, like business, it, I'll ask clients like, hey, what are things that could go wrong? And, you know, oh, well, this could go wrong and that could go wrong. Okay, if that happens, what will you do then? And nobody's ever prepared for that, right? Everybody writes down, like, what they'll do, but nobody writes down what they'll do if, you know, a shitty scenario happens, right? So you got to prepare for strategy. Like, yeah, if everything's ideal, I'll do this. But what if everything's not ideal? What will I do then? See, if you prepare for that, you're in a much better position to execute on that. And so you have to look at business and life and all those different things like that. Like you're, like I said, changing your body, right? Okay, I'm going to go work out at six. Cool, but then what if the traffic is really bad and you can't get there till 6.45? Damn, okay. Uh, in that case, I'll still hit the gym, but I'll have a 25-minute workout. Cool, which workout are you going to do, right? Like be prepared. And so think of those things because this is not like it's going to happen, but if you have the tools, the skill sets, and awareness, and like I said, implementing some of these lessons, you'll be in a way, way better place for it, okay? So I'm going to end with that, but also I'm going to end with a couple of things that are coming up I, I like to share. We got a lot, a lot of stuff going on here uh, at, at Vigor as far as courses go, but the next two coming up are, so March 9th and 10th, we have the CPPS, the Certified Physical Preparation Specialist with Joe DeFranco and Smitty. Um, I'm excited, really, really excited about that. I'll put the po- uh, the link into the, the notes section for uh, that certification, which is getting close to being full. So make sure if you're serious about getting to that, um, it, it's, it's phenomenal. So that's going to be two days. And we also have functional range conditioning coming on May 18th and 19th. And that one also, as you guys may know, FRC always sells out. Um, we have a big place here, but we're still uh, getting close to, to being full. So make sure if you want to take advantage of those two different seminars at Vigor Ground, uh, go, go down below, click on the link. It's going to take you directly to the, uh, to the page. Also, as uh, I've mentioned before, Hey, like if you're looking to grow your business and you have at least 30 to 40 clients, then, and, and when I say grow your business, I'm talking about everything from marketing, sales, fulfillment of that, like a promise that we talked about earlier, systems and leadership, meaning how do you become a better leader to the team so that your team executes and they're happy, you're happy, the business grows. Hit me up, okay? You can, you can find me on Facebook and DMs and literally just message me. We'll go from there. And as always, I love and appreciate every single review, every single five-star review, um, even the four-star reviews, every review. Um, so make sure you get over there because once again, like when when that gets shared, when it, it, more people get to listen to it, more people get to listen to it, you can take one thing 
and apply that one thing to life. And as always, I'll leave you with that. What is the one thing that you learned from this podcast today that you're going to take action on, that you're actually going to do something about and you're going to do something about it today? Now go do that. Coach Luca, I'll see you in the next episode of Big Life Podcast. Peace out.